afternoon wherever you're watching from uh welcome to another edition of portal to the paranormal podcast i'm your host nando and i hope everyone is having a great day or had a great day um tonight we have a great guest joining us um tony ferguson uh ghost whisperer uh, we're going to be chatting to him about recent investigations that he's taken part on because he's joined us on a couple and we're just going to find out a little bit more about tony's um journey throughout the paranormal field. Um, he's done a lot over the years and he's investigated a lot of in locations. So we're gonna get into that. As always, if you're watching and you have a question, please put them in the comments and I'll do my best to ask Tony your questions. But what I'm gonna do is bring him on and we'll say a quick hello once I've got Tony on and we'll go from there. Good evening. Hello mate, you're all right. Yes, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you very much for taking your time out um, of your evening to join me tonight, no uh, especially with you, because, you know, crazily enough, you're going for a house move at the moment just before Christmas. So a yep. lot going on for you. Yeah, a lot going on, etc. But uh, obviously with the paranormal, I always take take a bit of time out for that anyway. So it's always good to talk about stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and I've been really excited about talking to you because, like I've just said, we have been able to investigate with you as well in two different locations. Yeah. Um, so got some great questions for you based on those investigations, but also about other things that you've done. But before I do that, I just want to say my hellos and, you know, to everyone in the room. So we've got Gillian joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Pamela, thank you. Uh, I apologise if I get the name. Etta, is that right? Etta, good evening. Thank you for joining. Uh, we have Janice, we've got Shirley. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, as always, guys, if you've got a question that you'd like to ask Tony, he is an open book this evening. So shoot away. Um, Sarah is joining us. Hey, Sarah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, like I said, we've got quite a bit to talk about. And I've got some video clips from the investigation at Marley House, which was quite cool. Um, but first thing I want to ask you, Tony, is where did your journey start in the paranormal? Um, well, for me as a kid, um, Basically, I saw stuff as a child in my granddad's house. So as I got a bit older, um, there was I saw a lot of not mediums came seem to come my way quite often. There's something special about you and stuff like that. And I used to be like, yeah, I've got ADHD. Like kind of okay. my energy is going to be different. So I used to sort of poo-poo it and just think, yeah, okay. I'm just pretty much switched off from it. Hey, Dan. And um, yeah, basically, as I got a bit older in my sort of 20s and stuff, I started doing some investigations um behind the scenes and you know i noticed a lot of stuff was happening around me and as it did as a kid but i used to sort of again your kid as a kid your your imagination plays tricks and yeah so i just thought yeah you know it's just one of those things you know kids have like mystery friends and all that sort of stuff and yeah so i it, it intrigued me and i thought well i'm going to do a bit of research into this find out if there is any truth in it and um yeah and and document it and obviously when i started doing it off camera um i noticed things were happening and um, so I started in 2018, started mm -hmm. it on camera and I thought I'm going to just document the journey. And if I don't capture nothing, I don't. If I do, then great. You know, it's for me, I can look back on it and I'm not going to be one of those storytellers that said, I had this experience, but I can't prove it and I can't mm -hmm. show you it, but it's in there. Um, but I can say here, this is my experience and this is what I encountered. And, you know, if people don't want to believe that they don't, if they do, they do. Well, that's fair enough. And going back, you're saying from a young age, that's when it started happening. Do you remember, because you can hear spirits like yeah. quite openly, you can hear spirits. 
Do you remember the first spirit that you encountered and did you find out who they were? Can you tell us a bit about that? So I used to see a gentleman in my granddad's house quite often. And um, basically my mum used to go and drop my brother off at school, leave him with my nan. And I used to be cry quite cry quite often when I used to go there. And mm. she used to leave me in the kitchen area. And set on several occasions, the gentleman used to appear and my nan, my nan used to come in and go, what are you crying for? And I've just seen a gentleman walk through the wall. And I was only about three or four coming up for five-ish, you know, it, it yeah. happened for a, couple, a good couple of years. And um, so that's why, one of the reasons why I started the journey. I mean, the, the hearing side of things, that was the development. Um, that was later on in my life where I started okay. to change things, which I'll go in a bit later on with you on regards to that. You know, um, yeah. you know, it's like everything. You've got to develop things and change things in your life to, to you know, to better yourself. It's like if you're a plumber, you can't just walk into the job and then expect to be the best plumber in the world or that sort yeah. of thing to gradually build yourself and i say the same with anything you do in life no no definitely and you know going through that at a young age what was the sort of response to to your family when you went and told your family about what you're experiencing did they have the same or was it just something that you were the only one experiencing it so we're talking we're going back you know 30 plus years ago now and obviously um back in them times it wasn't talked about my granddad yeah. used to have experiences in the house um he openly talked about it when we got older but because we were so young we weren't mm. we weren't really told about stuff but it weren't until we got a bit older things started to come about the house where my brother saw a gentleman when he stayed over there hovering above him in, in one of the rooms um and the gentleman figure was seen quite often by my granddad's and you know there was also poltergeist activity happening in the house where things were moving on their own and stuff and but they did they ignored it so whether it was because it was fear or it was because they just thought don't say anything because we'd be locked class as a weird family or something yeah. i don't know but back then it wasn't it was a taboo subject and so it's one of those things that was hushed on the carpet whereas nowadays we're a bit more open to it because obviously you know everyone's into the panel they're looking into what's really going on out there no no definitely and you know as you've you've started this journey then you've started um you know documenting your your findings and you know you're opening yourself up you know how did you develop the skills to the point of what you have now then because like we said you can hear things you've seen things what what path did you go did you seek help or was it just self-taught all the way self, through development for me um obviously i've always been one out in nature in general I started to let go of life. I know it sounds crazy, but like we live in a world of fear. And yeah. if you look at everyone, TV, media, it, everything is fear. I switched off. I call it the tell lies to your vision, not television. Tell lies to your vision because it's most of it is. And I've switched off from that side of things. I switched off from, you know, just every day to day life, you know, and even down to, I mean, I'm quite lucky in a sense that my life's quite quiet overall. I've got dogs. I don't have kids. And it, you know, and it's just the overall sort of spending time out of nature. I work with frequencies, um, and obviously everything is frequency. And, and you know, if you work with higher frequencies, then you know you, you're you're raising your vibration. So not only are you getting rid of that fear, you know, and meditation. You know, I, I just switch off from the world. Um, I do mm. saunas, everything that I think is going to help me cleanse myself or make myself better in, in as a person. I try and do and i feel that when i'm in these locations with spirit i'm more open to it because i'm switched off from the world you know the ancestors used to be like this they can communicate with spirit all the time and we've lost that ability through technology through life through stress anxiety fear so I, I've, I've literally just deleted that stuff out of my life completely and do you have a question why you've been given this ability like you know because it's it's unique you know it's not yeah. i know some people say um i don't know if you agree to this but um a lot of people say that i have these sort of abilities that everyone has the ability to do this everyone has it yeah but you know it's it's hard for me because i don't have that ability to be able to channel a spirit here and them or things like that so do you have a question why you've got this or you know where you think it's come from um well, again, I've I've always I've pushed the journey. Um, you know, I've not really relied. I'm not one of those that have go out there and work with other people and stuff. I just literally just go out there and document what I've got to do. There's no stress. There's not. I don't even. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not a Facebooker. I'm not. I'm just me myself on a journey, documenting it. No pressure. 
not my job. It's just once I walk away from it, I switch off. Um, and I, I, I can't say why I've got it, but is it because of I've switched off from that, all that stuff I've mentioned that yeah. I'm able to do so? I mean, look at when we were with the public and I, I said to everyone, switch off from everything, literally listen, ask the right questions. And, and I did say to you, yourself as well, you said that I, you know, I don't have those abilities, but you did. And everyone in that room did because you heard it and other people were hearing stuff. So therefore, everyone's got the ability. It's just tuning yourself into that right moment and, and asking the right questions. And yeah. sometimes you might miss, I miss stuff, but the camera's mm. out for you. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you saying, because when we we're in Whitley, you know, like I said, you, you told everyone literally to go quiet ask one question and then literally there was no equipment nothing and then suddenly everyone was hearing like a shuffling like someone yeah. walking up and down quite rapidly as well like it was agitated and yeah. it was it, it was weird to see and then you're standing there and then everyone's like let's go for a break and then Tony's like i'm gonna stay down there on my own <laughs> you go ahead mate i'll see you in a bit so, you know but, it is, yeah. you know and with that said when you're on your own do you feel you get better responses like when you're in a group we say mm. we're building up energy um yeah. but then you like to break away and you do a lot of stuff just on your own yeah. and i think it's like with bev she'll be filming you when you're doing your bit yeah do you find that there's a difference with responses like do you get clearer responses more detailed than being with a group it's it's a mixed bag because if you've got a group that are willing to participate and listen then it's brilliant but if you've got a great group that's going to keep whispering then it makes my life a little bit harder, but I've, I'll still notice a difference with the frequency. But I like both, if I'm being honest, because for me, as an investigator, I've always said this now for the last several years, I can't prove nothing through a camera, through a screen, so that people watching it, and no one can. It's, it's not possible because you're always going to get that one person or thousands that are going to question, well, that's fake. Or so if I can give those people that are in a group an experience, then that's that's for me that's more better because at least they can walk away and go i can't explain that so mm. i've let go of that side of like trying to prove to the people on, on the camera or through the tv screen because it's impossible um you're not going to please everyone everyone's going to have their own opinions which is fine you know it's what it's mm. all about but if you can give those people a personal experience that you know even if they're a newbie a skeptic a non-believer a parapsychologist you name it and you can give them something to walk away with then yeah. Me, I'm happy to walk away, and and the viewers can make their own judgment on on whatever else has been caught through the screen. Yeah, because one one thing about you that that we do see is when you do your investigations, you will actually play. You do um like a bit of a live where yeah. you go through all your evidence, yeah, and you you show it as it is, no cutting it, no, you know, you you'll repeat it, and then you actually play the full session that you've done um, yeah. the following day um and it is great you know but when people respond negatively how have you you know because sometimes it can be quite annoying like you're not trying there, there's a way of being negative about mm. it like having an opinion which is fair but sometimes you get those comments and you they're, they're not needed do, do you ever feel that you know i'm not going to document this anymore i'm not going to share my findings anymore no, because we're all we're all different. Everyone looks for something different in the paranormal. Some us, uh, you know, you you got the the tech guys that love the equipment. You've got the the ones that are doing it just because, you know, they love urban exploring and they, they, but they want to go and check these buildings out to see if they're haunted. We're all yeah. on a different journey. Uh, no one's the same, and I don't I don't expect everyone to be on the same level, and that's mm -hmm. why it's quite divided. But at the same point, um, I don't get offended by it because. At the end of the day, it's my journey, and I'm, if you don't believe it, then it's not—it's not going to affect me. You, I do, I'm just here to—I'm trying to trying to switch things over in the panel to to change things in a in a way of like let's not to make this a circus act. Let's yeah. not make it move this, touch that. If if we can do that, then my job's done. As an investigator trying to prove nothing, I'm not interested. If you can just go in there with a bit of respect and ask the right questions, if you get nothing, you get nothing. If you do, you do um you know it's just one of those things but unfortunately it's like i said it's very divided um but at the same point i understand why it's like but it's not because of the paranormal field it's just the world we live in it's, it's a crazy world um everyone's at each other's you know throats most mm -hmm. of the time so and that's because of the world that we live in it's not the paranormal field as a whole it's just the way it is there is a question that also i want to just pop up for you tony um 
So you've been asked, do you have one spirit around you all the time? Um, I'm aware of about six or seven, if I'm being honest, that I know that are there to try and help um, develop and trying to sort of, yeah, just make sure that I'm not connecting with the, the wrong sort of spirits, the ones that are just there to mess around with and just, you know, there's good and bad in the, in, in, in the living, there's good and bad in the afterlife. Um, you don't just suddenly just switch over and just become this angel. Um, you take your ego, you take your personality with you, which is why we get lots of personalities in the afterlife. Mm. And talking about, you know, spirits and what you're, you're connecting with, you know, um, one thing that's very common when you watch TV shows, particularly big YouTubers, um, you know, every little thing seems to be something demonic. Now, my question firstly to you, do you believe that there is demonic spirits or do you think that they're just bad attitude spirits that were pissed off in the real life and then pissed off in the spirit life? What's your thoughts? Um, I've never I've never really come across anything like that, if I'm being honest. Like mm. the media the media portray stuff that I've put out before, like the ancient Ramin, when I mentioned that something I felt something maybe someone may have been strangled there and they sort of demon strangled stuff, you know. You get all that stuff, and it's it's TV. It's it's, it's it sells, unfortunately, um, but it's not how it is. It's to me, it's like you know. For instance, you walk into a prison now. Are you going to get nice people? If I'm like you know, the living people, they're not going to go. Hi, come in for a cup of tea. They're going to be aggressive, and you go into a prison with you know they're not going to be nice to you because it, they've claimed that space. So therefore, you're going to get a bit more of a negative response. Um, I referred this to the other day, you know, sometimes when you go in the street and you get a bad, a bad vibe from someone, what is that? That's energy. You, your energy is picking up on their energy. You're not, you, you know, it's the same when, when people say on investigations, oh, I'm not liking it. I feel a bit weird yeah. or I feel a bit off. It's the same principle. Your energy is clashing with their energy. It's saying move away, step away from that energy because, you know, you're completely opposites. You're, you're a good person. That person's, you know, in a bad place. Definitely. So when it comes to the word, you know, like the demons and these dark entities, do you believe there's such things walking around, you know, amongst us or do you, are you sort of away from that sort of bit? No, it's, it's, to me, I mean, when the lady that you're going to show with the hair being pulled, um, the amount of people that messaged me and said that I believe that was a demon and I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was a child because I heard the child's voice there several times and it was playful. And if that's what a demon's going to do to you, then it's still harmless. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. So it, it's, it's TV, unfortunately. It's what you see. People watch too many horror movies and they see these movies and everything's, you know, portrayed like that. And it's not how it is. I mean, I've done, I can walk around these buildings on my own and, oh, yeah, you'll get get out and goes and, you know, disembodied voices saying get him and whatever. But other than that, it's just mouth. It's just basically characters that if you know if i walked into your house you're going to say to me get get out we're walking to their space get out yeah. so, so you, it's just basically that it's there's i've not come across anything like where i'm thinking oh my god this is crazy it's like you know hell on earth kind of thing yeah no no definitely and just before we go on to um the video clip sarah has asked uh what is your favorite piece of evidence you have caught um, I think Shepton Mallet Prison, um, because I caught an apparition that appeared out of nowhere and walks off. And um, before that, I actually said it's the calm before the storm, and the room felt very heavy. And Adam, the investigator, was taking taking hold of the team, he was doing a seance. And as he was doing the seance, a minute, probably about 40 seconds after I said it's the calm before the storm, something's about to happen, Adam drops to the ground in agony. And we had to drag him out because he just he basically something affected him in there. And I, I was very because he was doing like doing some seances in a, in a chapel in, in the actual prison. So I thought, mm, no, no for me. And um, yeah, and that for me, then the apparition walked past uh, just before he actually dropped to the ground. And it just appears out of nowhere, walks off. And yeah, it's just one of those things for me. It was, it was amazing because it happened in the space of three minutes. Wow. Now, that is amazing to see him. An apparition um that must have been great but for you know you were saying about people doing like seances and things like that you know one thing i noticed with you we did one um because yeah. a lot of uh, you know a lot of the people that join us like the, the thought of having that protection but you mm -hmm. don't participate in that you sort of stand back and you you watch on um, and yeah. 
do, do you prepare yourself in a different way before coming on an investigation? Is there something that you do to ground yourself or do you just go in and just say whatever happens, happens? No. Um, so I, obviously I'm, I'm, I've got dogs, so I'm always down the beach. So I spend a bit of time down the ground on myself. If I'm not there, I'm doing the, in the forest. And um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's things that I do. I've got crystals here and stuff, Shanghai and stuff like that and tourmaline and stuff. And um, I just do little sort of rituals to myself, you know, before I go to an investigation, I even meditate sometimes before I even get into the actual um, location as well. I, you know, just stuff like that. Just and then once I'm in there, I'm in the zone. And I, I sometimes if I'm linking in, in with people, other people's energy, um, I'm not, I'm not concentrating on my own. So that's why I mm. don't do the, any anyone else's sort of seance. Not that it's not good. It's just for me that, that it's not going to work. I know, I know yeah. it works for me. So I just literally, once I'm in, on location, that's it. I'm there to record the night and document what's going on. Brilliant. And, you know, with locations, like, you know Fort Whitley very, very well. Um, yeah. But say, for example, you're going to in the locate like Marley House, for example, I think that was your first time investigating awesome. that location yeah. with us. Did you pick up anything on the way up? Like, did you start sensing things prior to going into the location? Are you, do you start picking up what you may find or the stuff come, start coming to you before you actually start your investigation? Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those that I can, I do predict it. And I always say to Bev on the way up, you know, I know something's going to kick off tonight and it does. Um, and I, I just know, I just know by, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something, if it's, if it's going to be a bad night, I know it's going to be a bad night. And I say it, and usually yeah. it is. If I know it's going to be a good night, I mean, I didn't know I was even booked with you guys until we got got out of the car park. I was like, Bev showed me, I was like, oh, that's, that's the guys that I'm doing the interview with. <laughs> you, <laughs> no. saw Sarah, you saw Sarah's shop when you just walked in. she come in and she's like, that's Tony, that's Tony. I wasn't in the world. But it was a great night, wasn't it? It was, um, it, yeah. it was cool. So yeah, so you, you walk into these locations. Now with spirits, do you think that they know that you've got this ability already? Because one thing that I found quite common with you, um, yeah. And I was trying to work out, is it because they know what you do and what you can do, is that there was a lot more get outs, like between Marley and Whitley, you know, you know, there, there was a few videos that we looked at and when you were sending it to me, mm. a, a lot of the time it was like, get out, like quite a few responses. Do you think because they're threatened by you, because they know that you can hear them clearer than what any of us can? See, this is one of the things that I, I mean, I don't really watch many paranormal channels and stuff, but what I do, people miss it um there is stuff going on i mean i've got urban exploring friends and stuff and they go into buildings and they get the amount of get outs they get but they're not hearing it and their cameras are not good enough to pick up on the audio mm. whereas my camera is quite decent it picks up on the audio most locations people go to they don't realize but there's a there's a hell of a lot of get outs and it's just normal i'm just highlighting what they're saying and i do believe my adhd helps in a sense because adhd people have higher energy they work for different frequency and I think that, again, it's like a, a glowing ball of light. They're going to see you better than the rest. They're going to be attracted yeah. to you a bit more. But the fact, and I always state this when I'm on investigations, if, if they're going to go to someone that can hear them or someone that can't, they're going to go to someone that can. Because if, they're, if I'm repeating what they're saying, they're thinking, hang on a minute, this guy can hear me, but the rest mm -hmm. of them can't. So they're going to make sure that they go to the one that can. And I, I state that because that's how it works. It, I'd be the same in the afterlife. Is it, am I going to go to the one that can't or the one that can? Because then yeah. he's going to repeat it, and I'm just telling you guys what's being said. Now, that I mean, we've had kill her. I mean, that's not related to me. It's just, you know, there's things there that, that happen that I'm just relaying of what they're saying. Now, is there something going in the afterlife that we're, that we're not aware of, like a spiritual warfare? You know, that spirit guides of some people come in. Like I, I did say to you, sometimes people's loved ones come with them, and they're walking it. It's a bit like the, the film Ghost. Have you ever watched a Patrick Swayze? Absolutely. When he walked onto the actual train and that other spirit said, get off my train. Yeah, yeah, Just I know. Same, same principle. Um, you know, we're walking into their territory. We could be bringing loved ones and friends with us for, you know, protection. And they're just there to sort of like, you know, uh, look out for us just in case there is something there that's trying to mess with us. And the get outs may not necessarily be for us. It could be for someone, you know, that's in the spiritual world. No, no, definitely. 
And one thing I will ask, um, if we had a brief discussion about this at Merlin, yeah. you know, um, I, I watch a lot of things and then you've got the parapsychologists that have opinions and some of their opinions are quite strong. So, you know, one thing I would ask you, you are able to hear spirits, but then there's parapsychologists that say you're not hearing spirits. It's actually the location that you're in is playing with your neurological workings up there because okay. of mold and things like that now i know living with you know if you had mold in you you got to be there for quite a while to be affected yeah but what's your thought process on well my, my, my comeback would be that i say i guess my camera's been affected by mold as well but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um but no i mean to be honest with you parapsychology and science as a whole has got a lot to develop um i've always stated this you they, they say it's 10, 15 percent of the brain that we use. Um, now, I'm going to state this as, as another way. If I was your heart surgeon in a, in a hospital and I yeah. said to you, hi, I'm your sur your surgeon for the night. I only know 10, 15 percent of my job. Hopefully you would run and say, no, I want someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Now, you can't explain something with that amount percentage of the brain. But, you know, it's all opinion, as you said at the start. And it is. It's, it's no different to my opinion. And your hmm. opinion is just an opinion. You know, it's not a fact. There's no proof of it. There's no proof of the paranormal. It's just all speculated as opinions. So therefore, I always say, you know, question everything. Don't just go, I'm on that side or this side. Look at both sides. Because if it doesn't make sense, then there's a reason it doesn't make sense. Um, I've just stated the question, the answer to your question there. If it's mold, then my camera's been affected by mold. Hmm. So it's the same, you know, I, I could I could throw so many different theories out of it. And, and the thing is, I'd, I'd like to see parapsychologists do more with people that do capture stuff. Um, I don't see it too often. It's, they're trying to stay on that side of like the skeptic side. Now, I've met many skeptics, many non-believers doing this, many parapsychologists where I've just turned up to investigations and they come out with some, you know, stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's go in Walkie Hole Caves being one. And we were locked in with Ghost to Ghost, Debbie and uh, Emily and Bev and with the build parapsychologists. Now, I asked the question, if we go in these these caves, is there any reason why we should not be hearing any people above? And he said, no. It's late at night and the caves are too far underground. We caught children's voices down there. He heard it. We caught a man, which I got him to call out saying, get out, when he was asking questions. And he looked mm. up like that and I said, you just heard that. And I said, that will come out on camera. I said, well, I'm the only male here. you got a response. Um, and we had several different voices there. And, you know, that was cool with, with him. And and after we did that, again, it's like anything. You, you can't push the belief on people. You just got to go there, document it, and walk away and go, that's what's happened. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it on you. And that's it. But unfortunately, we've got too many experts that claim that this is, you know, you, we can explain this. But you can't because it's the paranormal. That's why it's called mm, the paranormal. paranormal. If, it, if it could be explained, then why does it call the paranormal? No, it's fair dues. And I do find that they have their opinions, but I never actually see them investigating as such. They seem to be doing a lot of it based on watching footage and re researching the, the locations that they're talking about. Um, so, so, yeah, so... It goes back, to the, goes back to what I've said to you before, though. Watching things through a camera is not going to prove anything or disprove anything. It's, it's going out there with people and documenting it. And, you know, like I just said to you at the start, I'm not here to prove for a camera or for a TV. I'm here to document it with the public. And that's it. And then if you guys want to watch, watch. If you don't, then, you know, I'm not going to, not, I'm not here to push any belief on anyone. No, no, I think it's great what you do, you know, is like you're documenting your, your journey through the paranormal. Um, and you're giving the people the choice to, even when you do your lives, like you do say, could this be something? Or you even say to people, tell me if you hear something different, because you mm -hmm. don't, you know, you hear something, but you believe sometimes people can hear something slightly different to what you're yeah. hearing. I'm, so, I'm so not... you, yeah, you're very open and you're very like, you know, open forum here, people. If you hear something different, just tell me, hmm. um, well, which is cool. And with all the locations that you've investigated, is there like a top one that is your favorite? And if so, why? Um, oh, do you know what? I love them all. It's, it's weird. You know, I mean, they, they, they all give something, even if, mm. even the ones that don't, it's, it's the history going there and, and the memories of the people that I've investigated with. Um, but if I had to pick 
a couple that I've really enjoyed. Shepter Mallet, definitely. Um, Dorchester Prison is a good one. Fort Whitley. And um, yeah, I don't know. Even some of the urban explores that I've done, you know, you've gone, I've gone into asylums and stuff, you know, just um, they, they bought Fort Gilkirk be in one. That's another good one. Um, that's closed mm. down. But yeah, just, you know, any, any anything and anything. I mean, I love, I've, I've been lucky enough to go and investigate a lot of forts and do a lot of things, you know, that have other people I've never investigated before and work on cases and stuff and try and find out what's going on there. You know, so, you know, and that's been interesting because I've, I've found out stuff that no one has even known before. And, you know, and it's it's come up in the records and stuff. So it, it's just stuff like that. It's just, for me, anywhere, really, even if it's a, even if it's just in the middle of a field, I don't care. It's just it's good to go in and see what's really going on in these places. Brilliant. Um, another question for you um, from the audience is, um, how do you close yourself off for some downtime? Like so once I leave a location, I'm switched off straight away. I'm like a on and off and button, literally, because if I didn't, I'd, I'd probably be going insane because I'd be hearing voices all the time. But I use frequencies. So again, it's the same principle at the start. I do the same thing at the end. Um, I'm, I'm switching off, I'm meditating, using frequencies. Um, I, when I when I get back, I sage. There's other things that I use also. And I just do basically like a little closing down thing before before I, you know, and I also, believe it or not, I actually stay awake and do some analyzing while I'm doing this because it just takes my focus off the investigation. And I'm still tuned in um at that particular time so i hear the disembodied voices clearer on the videos so so i stay awake and then once i feel that i'm switched off completely i go to bed but has there ever been a spirit that's um been strong enough to challenge you when you're trying to switch off like you've left and something's still pessimistic, or you've always been able to you know push back and close down when you want to I once I'm switched off and switched off. Literally, I, I think it's a bit like I said with guides. I think once, I mean, if they're telling you to get out of most of these places, they ain't going to follow you. So yeah, yeah, you know, you've got to look at it that way as well. And I've been to these places so many times, um, but no, I've never had nothing follow me back and stuff. Never. So it's just one of those things that I think once I switch off, I switch off, and that's it. There's no more interaction until whenever I go to the next place. Um, it's always worked for me. I mean, everyone's got their own methods. Uh, but the next day, I always make sure I'm at the beach, um, and I'm just I'm literally walking, even if it's in the winter, running around in the in the sand and stuff, and just in the water, and just basically just cleansing myself from the investigation and all the you know whatever, whatever's happened from the night before. And you know, one thing you know with your investigation, I've seen that Bev comes a lot with you on some of the investigations, and she yeah. sits there with you, like recording you do what you do. Has she developed anything that, you know, what's in, you know, where she's gone into it? Has she suddenly opened herself up because of what yeah. you're doing? I mean, I mean, we've worked with Ghost to Ghost for quite a long time. And um, Emily and Deb's, Emily's always heard stuff. Um, but when, obviously when we all go off together and stuff and even her team, people tend to say they hear a lot more when they're, when I'm around, they're around me. Whether that's because I'm, I'm just like, I'm used to quiet and I'm like, let's, do, let's ask the questions. Um, but Bev's pick, Bev picks up on a lot more stuff, definitely. She picked up on a hell of a lot more stuff than she used to. She picks up on more, if something's not good around her, she tends to pick up on that. Um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's there. She's developed just like I have, just in different ways. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Um, so what we're going to do now, um, hey Chris, yes, it was great, um, wasn't it? We, we had a laugh. Uh, Chris joined us at Woodley last week. Yeah, um, it was a good and night. He, Very and he good. Said night. It, was, it, it was a good night. Um, what I've done, I've actually picked up two videos that you've captured with your camera. Yeah. Um, the first one I'm going to um, play is for, they're both from Marley House, but the first one is from the upstairs in the sort of conference room. I believe like it was a nursery room. Um, yeah. With, um, and bless her, she was new to coming on an investigation with Katie. It was our um, first one, yeah. Bless her. Yeah, it was our first one, and I think she was left absolutely shocked. So, what I'm going to do, guys, is just play it, and then me and Tony will have a chat about it. So, let me just get the video up. Uh, that's this one.
Don't just touch my hair. So before me and Tony talk about it, um, did anyone capture what was caught on camera? We'll give it a few seconds to see if anyone saw it. It might, do you know what? It might be worth playing. I always do. So I might, I might play it twice and then, then tell them what we look for and then play it after. Because people are yeah. probably looking for like an apparition or something. <laughs> so, so, so we give them a bit of indication where they need to be looking. Yeah, go on, go yeah. for it. So if you notice, Katie, she sat on the chair directly in front of Tony while he's recording. And if you look to the left side, bottom left on her hair, uh, I think Chris Coy said it was amazing. Um, if you look at Katie's hair on the bottom left, You'll, you'll see something. So what I'll do is I'll play that again um, for everyone and see if you catch it this time. Don't just touch my hair. So yes, yeah, so, um, yes, yeah, so hair pull. Yes, I saw it. Um, so the funny thing that when you sent me the video originally, yeah, you you said about the hair pull, but you didn't notice straight away the actual. You heard a tapping sound as well as it was it, like it something had moved past. Yeah, it, well, it, it sounds like something to me. Like I mean, it was actually one of the viewers that pointed out. It sounds like someone actually putting on the actual sofa like because i can't remember what the sofa was like it's almost like something hit the sofa as her hair pulled so it if you listen to it again as the hair's being pulled out it's almost like there's something there that hits the sofa as it goes back down so there's mm. some sort of physical presence right by her I mean, it's the only thing i can put it down to but i mean the fact that her hair pulled out i mean i i've left the footage up raw so i mean for me it's it's her experience and um you know, obviously she she's the one that pointed it out, and and um, you know I've just left it raw for ten minutes. I watched it, and her hair didn't even move or flinch at all. Um, mm. So yeah, so it's just one of those things that have been caught, cool, and luckily I was aiming the right direction. Otherwise, it would have just been a personal experience for her. Yeah, and what was great about her reaction? She was touched on the left, but she looked to the right instead yeah. of you would think where she was touched. But in your opinion, so. Uh, Abby's just said, was that a footstep before the hair? So, to it, I think it could have been. I don't know for sure, but if I listen, I've listened to it quite a few times, and it sounds like just as the hair flipped, like something had walked past. And then, do you know what you do when you're in a? Do, do you remember being in school and you yeah. walk past a girl that you might like, and you get you just flick the hair, and maybe that is something similar they saw. But you believe it could have been a child, though. When oh, I. I caught, caught a child's voice in there several times and we were being followed around the whole building um and um i think the child took a lot a light to katie because katie was quite scared and it was a mm. comfort thing and it was almost like reassuring it's okay don't worry you know um we're not here to hurt you or anything first investigation so and even she said it didn't she even she said after it didn't feel horrible so you know mm. if, if she felt scared i mean she should it's her first investigation but to be fair, on your first investigation, she handled it pretty well. Um, she didn't overreact. She didn't scream and run off. Um, she just naturally went, something just tugged my hair. And that's it. And she got the bug for it because she came back the following week to go to Fort Woodbridge. And then so. she had, had, had some more stuff going on around her. So. Yeah, it's, um, and that was great because some people might think, you know, that's a bit too much. First investigation for an experience like that. Now, being her first investigation, do you think they not picked on her, but they chose her because they know that they they could feel her presence, they could feel that she was very nervous, hmm. you know, throughout the evening because she didn't know what to expect. Do you think that's why they interacted with her more than anyone else in the room? Because you had two seasoned um, investigators from Portal plus yourself as well. Yeah, you know. So do you think they may have chose her because they know, you know, she was nervous? They picked up on her energy. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's, like I said, before, fear is a low vibration, and sometimes it can work to your favour, like with children and stuff. And, oh, there's a nice spirit there; they're going to be comforting. But it can also go against you if you've got someone there that's a bit more, you know, wanting to play a trick on scare someone, or someone there that's just a horrible person overall. So, you know, I think personally, it was just a case for her 
They're, she had a child following her throughout the night. They liked her energy. She's quite a bubbly person. And I just think that, you know, for her, for her in general, it was just a case of, don't worry, this is your first experience. Welcome to the paranormal world. And, you know, <laughs> that's it. It's, there's, there was nothing menacing in that room. That room was probably the most calmest room out of the whole building. And we even said that when we were sat down. It was so peaceful. Mm. Um, you know, and I had a few, few people contact me say, oh, it's demonic. Um, why is it demonic? What, because it's a child? You know, it, no, it's not, because children do lose their lives um, as well as much as anyone else does. So, yeah. And just because you hear a child's voice, just because you see these movies, doesn't mean to say it's a demon. It's just someone may have lost their life there and they're just there like like the females and males are and stuff. You know, it's just they're there. No, no, definitely. Um, with, with your question, Nick, uh, was the person a normal or a medium or a sensitive? Um, in my opinion, speaking to Katie, if you're referring to the lady that had her hair split, um, I don't think she knew a lot about the paranormal. It was literally her first investigation. Um, and you could see the shock in her face when she come back down and she was saying about how she felt the hair move. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think she may be sensitive. Maybe that's another thing why she had that experience. But I think she's very early doors in with the, the paranormal. Like I said, that was her first one and it shocked her. You, you could tell um, for the rest of the evening, mm. her back was up against the wall and she was like watching everything that was going on around her, bless her. Um, so brilliant. Uh, Chris has just said last week um, where the girl caught that picture of the spirit. I was, um, oh, sorry, Chris. I was, uh, Okay, so there is a picture on our Facebook page, and I'll send it to you, Tony, to get your opinion on this. Yeah. So one one of the girls, um, she was stood by the spiral staircase, um, and at this point, no one was upstairs. Right. But she took she took a picture, and the picture actually looks like like someone's holding the railing, walking up, and you can sort of make out like a figure of a face and everything. So I have to send that to you, and you can give me your honest opinion, and Quite then we can quite interesting you said that because in the video you'll hear me say there's someone up there on the on, holding the railing i heard okay. I, yeah i heard a disembodied voice up there and there so there's so it was when i was with sarah um and someone went to the toilet and um in the video i said there's someone up there literally looking down at us and we caught a disembodied voice up there as well and it's where i always capture the voice of a american person that pretends pretends to be someone called mary but yeah i know okay. it's a male voice because he's like yes i'm here well it's a male voice your name's not mary um, but it's American, an American accent. And I've caught him there with Paul, when me and Paul to settled down on our own. I've taken Adam with me on my own, caught, caught the same voice. And Adam heard mm. it. Paul heard it. And it's the same voice. And I've been back recently with you guys, and I've caught the same voice in there when I was down on my own as well. So he resides yeah. there for whatever reason. And um, I'm not sure why there's an American there. I don't know the history to the place. I don't really look into it all. But there's someone there with an American accent. Oh, wow. But Chris has just said he wasn't on about that. It was, uh, let me just get it back up. Last week where the girl caught the picture of the spirit, I was that dead end tunnel. In the dead end tunnel, I felt a pressure pushing me out. Uh, no, it was dead. Also, so there was another, th they, they believe, where there was a lot of activity with you, Tony, and a lot of voices coming through, Chris is saying. Oh, that's, uh, that's not when you left, you left me, I think you went to the toilet um, or you went off somewhere to go and check and, and you came back. I think that might be near the end when we mm. started calling out and um, we were hearing a hell of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was lit I think it kicked off for about 20 minutes where everybody, the girls, especially, especially at the front, were hearing like a male voice whispering in their ear. We, we all heard it. Um, I think I tried to get the people at the back to come to the front because I wanted them to have the experience too, because otherwise yeah. they're going to miss it because obviously the cameras picked up on it. But I was trying to get everyone involved rather than sort of leave people out. And poor Josie as well. Um, she had quite a weird experience because we, we put her in the in that little room in the upstairs part. Do you know, as you go upstairs and you got that room in there and instantly she felt uncomfortable. And then she said that she felt like a hand just lift her bottom up. Um, and then it happened again downstairs in the tunnel bit where you guys were doing all the call outs. Yeah. Um, we got you know, Chris... a voice there saying F off as well. I'm yeah. not going to say it, but, but there was a voice there saying F off. Deep man growl, which as well. Right. Um, and then Chris is saying that spirit was a male, and I think he was patrolling because he said yes when I called out as well. So they were hearing the responses. Yeah, they were. Out, 
which which is great that you know you're getting people you know coming on these investigations and experiencing those moments without mm. any equipment without you know it's just great so thanks for sharing that chris um i want to share another clip um this was um again back at merley house with, with us tony and bev were in the downstairs basement area where they actually have the kitchen area as well and chris was doing a bit um tony was doing a bit of a call and out um and just check out what happens so let me just get that up we've come back to try and find out who's really here So I'll play it again. Yeah, play it again. Go on, Tony. Now, as I say, to me, it sounded like a slam dunk. Like, literally, it was that loud. I mean, we were in there earlier of you guys and stuff. And I I said to Bill, I've not heard nothing like that before. You know, Mm -hmm. even even with the refrigerator, we waited there probably about half an hour after for it to stop. Nothing. Nothing like that at all. Um, I'll play it again, and obviously, we'll go through what I did after. Yeah, cool. So I'll do that. We've come back to try and find out who's really here. What the fuck was that? See, I don't know if you noticed, but as I was watching the clip, on the bottom right-hand side, now again, this is a bit of a... People have difference of opinion, but it looks like like an orb has gone past just before the banging. Have you Mm. noticed that at all when you've watched that clip? Yeah, and several people pointed that out. I mean, the orbs have subject and stuff. I mean, I'm not going to listen to people of this day and age because spiritual orbs have been going since the ancestors and they've always talked about it. And mm. I've seen the orbs to the eye um, frequently on investigations. And I've seen them in the pitch black. And if I've seen it in the dark and it's come out on camera, then that's paranormal because my vision wouldn't be that good. Um, so everyone's got their own beliefs on that. I mean, at the end of, there's a lot of it that can be debunked and it can. Um but there's things that can't, that are weird, that, you know, if, this is why we call it the paranormal. There's things mm. that can't be explained. But just because you've seen a load of dust and people point out, doesn't mean to say all of it's not real. It just means that some of it isn't. Just like when you see an apparition, that's not seen all the time. It happens rarely. But when it does, it's amazing to look at. So you've got to look at the same principle with anything, in my opinion. You can't just rule out something just because you don't believe in something or it has, you haven't experienced it this is what this is what this is this is why i say we're all on different levels with the paranormal everyone's you know everyone's looking for different things there's nothing wrong in that that's what we're here for but the only thing because i know like orbs and i question it as well when you see it could be that there, there, it could be a flight it could be in many things but for me that clip and i didn't notice it before until mm. now um yeah. you know it just seems coincidence that you get an orb or something coming past the camera and suddenly you get that loud bang. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, some people that might watch this may say this is a piece of equipment, something's fallen over. But you actually took it to the next stage because you tried to replicate it. And you, what did you do afterwards? That's just so you in bed in there. Straight after it happened, because I know, you know, it's, it's one of the things I always try and do anyway. Um, I went over to the camera, went straight over to where I heard the noise, and I looked at the bin. I said, well, that's the only thing here that, that I can explain. Where the sounds come from so i banged on the bin it's got like a lid and it sounded quite the same one of your team members came down about 30 seconds later and as i'm new to the location i just asked the question you know is there any weird banging noises that happen there just you know like you guys have been here more often i went to several team team members actually throughout after just to you know just try and see if i can actually say is it because i'm again i've only been in that building that particular part probably about 30 minutes before you I had about 45 minutes with me and Bev on our own, etc. And then one of your yeah. teammates came down. And um, yeah, so and they just looked at me like, well, there's there's things that are meant to happen in the kitchen, banging noises, etc. But um, and I went to go and show it, it sounded like this. And then when I've listened back to the camera, it did sound like that. Um, there was nothing else in that room that could have made that noise. Um, the fr- refrigerator turned itself off, it was quiet. So it's just one of those things that's happened. But again, I can't prove it because it's for a camera. So no, it's no. An experience. And at the end of the day, it happens. And these things do happen. Why? I don't know. Perhaps it was to try and get me out. We had several get out at that particular time. And maybe that's just almost a get out of my kitchen kind of thing. Um, who knows? But it's, it but happened. Then, yeah. But then the other thing with the kitchen area that was quite interesting 
um you were set so in the kitchen there's a little office and we sat you in there to see if you could pick up anything and yeah. there was a couple a husband and wife that was stood there yeah and the lady i don't know if you remember but the lady um had said that she had felt some kind of pressure on her back shoulders and everything and was getting really heavy and as the husband went to sort of rub her back you said get off her or get off and that that was quite amazing that you know how quick that response was but you couldn't actually see where they were with the way they were stood you couldn't see what he was doing could you because well no there, you, there was you, a bit of a wall the, there i was in like a little office room and yeah. um, i had several voices in there um responding mainly to the lady uh, believe it or not because she was feeling very uncomfortable and mm. will get out but i think that was because not to tell her to get out sometimes the get outs are a warning that there's something there that's trying to be horrible to her it doesn't mean to say it's like get out of my building sometimes it, there is something there that's trying to affect her but there was also a male voice saying get off mm. and that's it and i obviously i did you lot around the corner so i didn't know what was going on but at the same point i just repeated what i heard there's a male voice, get off so yeah and it was just funny it was at that moment he went to touch her her um, his wife's back to rub her back that you yeah. shouted that out um you know and i thought that was quite cool because you couldn't see what they were doing because of the wall there yeah. between the, the the doorway um you know so again it was a it was a great evening you know mm. and but again for you you investigate you're very basic with your investigation and what i mean by that you don't come in with equipment you literally come in with two cameras and that is your whole evening set um you know but when it comes to equipment what what is your thought process like do you so, believe that the equipment works or so I, I don't believe or disbelieve i i believe as a paranormal investigator we should try things i've tried things like this if you don't try it how are you investigating how are we going to know it works so you know you get a lot of people saying oh it's a load of crap it's fake and if you use it you're fake well hang on a minute we all start out from the bottom everyone does it yeah. I, if you don't try these things then we're never going to know if it does or doesn't work and I think you, people just need to realise that everyone's on a different level. And I've noticed this doing it, going on people's events and meeting people. Everyone's on a different level. doesn't mean to say you're right or they're wrong. It just means let them go out and explore for themselves and find out for themselves like I did. You know, ev everyone's got to do it. You've got to, I mean, look at yourself the other day, you, that robot going off. You were like, why is that, you know, why is that happening? But you went to go and try and debunk it by changing the batteries and it never happened after. And you're still, it's still there questioning, you know, what, what made that do that? And yeah, the, the, the robot for me, and I tried to speak to you about it because even your response was, you know, could it be this, could it be that? But then you, you got to be, to be fair, the robot was, was moving and this robot has a sensor on its chest, everyone. Um, yeah. And the way it's designed is that the move, it has to move in a certain direction. So if you imagine you put your hand in front of it, if you put your hand going that way that's the way the robot will go it it picks up which way and this robot was moving around the upstairs of fort whitley and you would think that it was coming to the stairs it's going to go down the stairs but it turned around just before and that was the only thing i was questioning it was really weird it was like maneuvering itself and then at one point when it was called over it went into the middle of the energy circle that everyone was doing mm. you know so it was just a weird one like that that was weird um, yeah, the way yeah. it was moving um but yeah it, again it was uh it was a very interesting evening um, yeah i mean with the devices yeah. side of things in general i mean people always said to me can you try this app out i try it out and if i get if i get disembodied voices respond um then then to the app i'm thinking okay you could be responding to the app because it might make sense to you um but I've, I've had interesting things where i've been on locations and i've said a name out and it's come out straight away but I've also had times where it's just coming out with mumbo jumbo. Um, so I'm like, okay, but I'm open-minded to it. You know, you've got to try it. The device-wise of EMF, K2, you know, all that sort of stuff and rim pods, I don't use it because it's so easily, if, if you've got a radio and you're underground, it can go off, like as in walkie-talkie. Uh, yeah. Mobile phones, smartwatches, everyone's got one nowadays. You know, unless I'm on my own and I know that I'm with a group that I know that's got nothing on them, I'll use it. But if I'm with the public, I can't trust it because there could be that one person that's too afraid to say anything. Oh, I've, you know, so so for me, it's not paranormal. But I've seen stuff where I've actually used RIM pods where 
it's gone off to certain questions. But if it starts going off wappy, then to me, I always say reset it or step back from it. And then if it's stepping back from it, then I know it's an intelligent spirit. If it's yeah. not, then it, there's something here that's either being played with or it's just a faulty rim pod or there's the batteries go in or it's being affected by something else that we can't explain. No, no, that's great. Um, you know, you, you've done a hell of a lot. You know, you've investigated a lot of um, locations across the UK now. Where do you see yourself going with this? Do you see yourself going internationally, like to go abroad and investigate? Or I've I've done some stuff like that already. Um, oh wow! And um, yeah, and, and unfortunately, I don't understand what's being said. So you go abroad, okay. you talk. You talk uh, this is the interesting thing about. I've recently been to like Wales and Scotland as well, and I've been to locations and stuff, and I'm I'm saying on camera there's you can hear the, the voices but they're speaking from from a long time ago gaelic and stuff and old welsh and stuff and and i'm not understanding what they're saying but i'm pointing out that they're um and obviously the welsh and english never used to get on the english and scottish so you didn't get a good reception but their responses i've been to malta before in in some catacombs i've oh, caught yeah. voices there i've caught people speaking in latin um I never liked that side of things because I've had someone do a Latin prayer before when I've been into a building and I'm like, mm, not liking this. And it didn't feel good vibes in there. So so it, it, to me, it proves that this isn't something demonic or anything like that. They're, you go to a different country, you're getting people with different different responses, different voices, different accents. I've heard people with Scottish accents, Northern accents, um, American accents, you know, so it, you, you get all sorts. Um, so going forward, um, I'm just going to continue what I'm doing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's working. Um, I like working with the public now, especially because for me, if I can give these people these experiences, then brilliant. No, it's, it's been absolutely great. Um, you know, you joining us and seeing people's reactions. And I think for, for me personally, the hair flip was, uh, that, that was something, you know, mm. and and to get the validation that like, I know you say people can't see what's happening because they're watching it through the camera. Yeah. But you know, Kate's response and the way she reacted validates that she wasn't even expecting that, was she? So it was, um, no. you know, um, Nick's just said, if asked a spirit, can they talk in English? Okay. So I think he's on about when you've heard like the different languages, have you asked them to be able to speak English to you or? Yeah. It's, it's very it, it again it's what i it's like i keep saying to you when when you leave the physical realm you take your you take everything with you you don't just become this yeah. like you know and I, I don't believe that um because i've met too many different personalities to say otherwise you know and um it's the same thing there if they want to go and learn english they can but unfortunately if i'm going to another country and they speak another country i'm just the same as i'm talking to you which is why i go into investigations and i talk like i am talking to you you know i'm not i'm not no downgrading because they're still there they're just in a different form so i try i try and you know be the same as i am talking to anyone that i would do naturally and you know the day to day and um and it works and hopefully it, it you know it, that sort of will offspring to other people going forwards and you know yeah change things for you know and change people the, not approach but maybe just go there and just think you know what i'm not scared because uh, and you know i'm just going to go there and actually just talk to them ask the right question and say hey my name's tony can you tell me your name you know what happened to you how did you die um do you need any help are you lost are you looking for someone ask several questions you may get a response absolutely brilliant um and just to end it um uh with you tony uh, firstly you've got an investigation coming up on the 9th of december yeah uh, you're going to be investigating the nunnery um, and will people be able to, are you going to be showing evidence after that investigation? Yeah. I mean, if, even if I don't get no evidence, I still put it up. I'll just leave it, I'll leave it raw. Um, but yeah, it's meant to be a good location whether, whether we get anything, never been there. So I can't say getting good vibes from what I've heard. Um, mm. so it's just one of those things that you go in there and, um, just say, Hey, we're here and find out what's really going on. Cause I don't really listen to people's claims, um, because sometimes hearsay gets a bit as you know with anything in the world so i'm just going to yeah. go in walk in and just see what's really going on there if there's nothing there's nothing if there is um you know we'll capture it on the night brilliant and where can people find your stuff if they want to go and check your because i know you've got a lot of videos that people can go back on so 
Do you want to just give your pages a bit of a shout out so people can go and follow? Yeah, I mean, I'm on, on Facebook like yourself, uh, Tony Ferguson Ghost of on Facebook. I just put the videos out there, um, leave them up for you guys to decide. TikTok, I tend to sort of put short clips up of the capture that we caught on investigations. So you don't, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, it's on there. Um, YouTube, I don't use as much nowadays because I just I don't have the time to run all the platforms. Yeah. It's my hobby. So I'm not I'm not doing this money. It's my hobby. I ain't got, she ain't got time to do it. So just Facebook and uh, TikTok if you want to see what's you know coming in, in the future. Brilliant. And just let you know, guys, in the description, if you go into the banner for this um, podcast, you can actually get Tony's um, links. I've actually put them in the description. So definitely go and have a watch. Um, and like I said, Tony actually puts the investigation on completely raw. So you'll watch it from the start of the recording to the end. And then sometimes he'll do his lives where he goes through certain bits of evidence that have been captured so if you want to catch tony go and follow his page um and you know see some of the great stuff um thank you very much for the comment i've really enjoyed listening and learning from you both well you haven't really learned anything from me the only thing you need to learn from me is that when things were happening around tony i was walking the opposite direction a few times so i don't um, know you, you weren't you didn't you didn't run so that's the main thing you i didn't run but I changed where I was standing, especially when you were saying there was something behind me. I was just like, okay, we'll we, we change that. Um, again, <laughs> thanks, Pamela, for your support. Really appreciate it. Um, but hopefully in the new year, um, we'll see you again on a few more investigations. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I mean I'm always, you know, any any new locations and stuff like that, just let us know what you've got coming up. And definitely, and you know, it's been, it's been lovely to meet you all as well. You know, pleasure. To, you've got a lot going on there as well. So... Um, I, I, I think it, that's what's been great. You've come in and you've sort of meshed well with everyone, and hmm. it's, it's been fun. There's been some funny moments, and there's been moments that you know things have been weird. You yeah. Know? Um, but we're thank you, for. Bill, for the comment. Um, but yeah, but again, thank you so much, Tony, for you know taking the time out to join us this evening. What I would love to do in the future, in a future podcast, is bring you on and just talk about evidence, go through a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Because, like yeah. I said um just uh, on the course of the two investigations we've done together i think there was like 11 12 videos that we could literally and like i said to you at the start i didn't want to just go through them because we wouldn't be able to find out about you we would just be sitting there talking about the videos but yeah. hopefully we can bring you back on in the future and especially if you join us on future investigations as well that would be yeah. awesome um but again guys please go and follow tony's page if you're not uh, links are in the description and check out his videos and you know i'm gonna let you get on thank you so much for joining us and no worries, mate. we will definitely catch up with you soon tony yep. you take care buddy speak soon take care, take care bye bye um, another great interview um tony has done loads and it's been great um you know this one i was excited about because we got to meet tony in person and see um the way he well it's really he just comes in with two cameras and that's him set for the evening and what was great about both the investigations was when tony was hearing voices people um you know people that had joined us uh, were hearing voices as well and we don't usually get that a lot of the times and um, so it was like something was heightened that on both nights um but yeah great guy and definitely go and check out his pages please um you know he's got some great videos from recent and also past investigations that you guys can go back on. Um, just to mention about Portal, um, we, we've hit the end of our investigation. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, nice tree. I did it. Well, Sarah did it. Sarah did the thing. I did the tree, but then she came in and changed it all. So I don't know if that's a woman thing to change anything a man does, but yeah, she did a good job. Um, but yeah, we're Portal. We've done our last investigation for the year um so we're looking forward to going into 2024 we've got some new locations coming up um some of the favorites coming back so do check out the website and um, do join us on the first of december um we have a special podcast with um psychic medium paul Cazell. we've actually teamed up with paul to do a psychic medium night on the 15th of december and i know a few of you in the room have booked a place so if you want to find out a bit more about Paul prior to the evening and also about how the evening's going to map out, please do join us. Um, the details of that will be put on the web page. Um, but for now, I just want to say, as always, 
thank you to every single one of you for your support um, and always joining us and having a good time. And we will see you again on the first for the interview with Paul. So for now, take care, everyone, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.